step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Taking it all the way. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my Saints. To the 20. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Defensive end for your New Orleans Saints. Take us the time out to jump on with us. He'll be part of the uh, veterans reporting to camp uh, here in just a little bit with the New Orleans Saints. Cameron Jordan joins us now. Cam, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, just uh, just happy to be alive. Happy to have another year uh, to say I've started another camp. Dude. Dude, I did not realize you were already entering your seventh season in the NFL. Has it really been seven years already? Does it does it feel like it's been seven years? No, uh, not at all. But at the same time, you know, all the old heads used to tell me, hey, you know, year, year five and six will come at you fast. As I roll into <laughs> year seven, I know what they mean. But at the same time, I feel like every year has been hard fought and earned. Um, so, you know, I look, I look and do is count my blessings. You know, we haven't talked since uh, the the Super Bowl. We saw you out in Houston on the uh, the radio row out there and talked with you for a little bit. And it's it's always funny that that dynamic out there because it's so weird in the NFL. You get to know the stars, you get to know everybody, a lot of guys by face and that sort of thing. But when you're on that radio row and it's just all these NFL players, a lot of people are like talking to one one another. It's like, who is that guy? He looks really familiar. Who is that? I, I, a couple of people did that to me. I was like, that's Cam Jordan from the New Orleans Saints. They're so like, oh, that's right. Okay. It's just so funny in the league how you guys wear helmets all the time. So facial recognition doesn't always click right away. Hey, you know, and that's a, that's a blessing and a curse, you know. Sometimes you want to be recognized, but then again, you know, it's way easier for me to navigate throughout wherever I'm going and not have that hassle. Uh, now, the name recognition gets you farther, you know, and that's why I choose, like, you know, I throw out, you know, my, my other names, my, like, you know, my aliases before I throw out, you know, oh, I'm Cam Jordan. Because, oh, you play, you're the one that plays for the, for the, uh, my, Miami? No, no, that's Jordan Cameron. You're the, <laughs> you're the one that quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? That's Cam Newton. <laughs> no, no, no. The other one. Oh, you're the defensive end. There we go, big fella. <laughs> You know, it was it was funny that you guys were out at the same time, though, right? Jordan Cameron and Cameron Jordan. It was very confusing for people. I mean, you know, exactly. But then you, you mess up my name and give me, you know, you think now I'm a, a 6'6 quarterback. You know, I, my pockets will be a lot heavier lined than they are now, <laughs> you know? We're talking with uh, Cam Jordan for your New Orleans Saints. I, I know you said recently you got uh, – uh, you know, this kind of made some headlines, but said you guys are not building for the future. You're building a team to win a Super Bowl now, and, and I agree with you. While Drew Brees is still in his prime, you guys are always going to have a shot. A lot has been made lately about the injuries with, with Armstead, Unger, and now Ellerby down with injury, but that's kind of the reality of the league, and it just means other guys are going to have to step up for you this season, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as injuries go, that's, that's not on my plate. You know, I expect management to do what they do in terms of filling those gaps that, that, that became void. Um 
you know, that's just the nature of the business as well. I mean, you know, guys guys going full speed contact and hitting people, you're not going to come out clean. I mean, you know, my dad used to tell me the, the first day of the season is the last day you're healthy. And, that, I mean, it's true to some, some degree. At some point, you know, you, you, walk into, you walk into camp feeling 100%. Um, and, you know, that first, the first day, you know, you're going to have, you know, some soreness. You're going to have a nick. You're going to have a bruise. You're going to have something. But that's a part of being a football player. That's something that you have to coexist with. What did you do this offseason? Uh, anything fun? Or, and, and that's part one. And part two, are you ready for the sweltering heat again of uh, practicing in New Orleans? Um, you know, each, each, each question answered is probably going to take five minutes. I mean, did I do anything fun? <laughs> I traveled a lot. Um, you know, I got I to gotta go be a part of the USO Tour, which took us across the Middle East. Um, I got to see a whole bunch of military bases. Uh, I, really got, I really got a higher appreciation for our troops and what they do for our country. And I can't say enough about that trip. Um, that being said, you know, I also went to Israel, um, and I sort of understood the plight of, you know, what it was to actually be an Israel or Israelite versus, you know, a Palestinian versus, you know, living on the West Bank to live, you know, living on the West Bank of Gaza and things like that to actually living in Israel. When you talk about uh, everything that's going on in that country and how conflicted it is, but at the same time how unified the people are, and even if they are Palestinians or if they're is- Israeli. Um, how much they want to be one nation, but they don't know how to get over that divide. You just see how, you know, there's, diff- there's differences from so many other aspects, whether it's from our country to another. Um, when you talk about, you know, I went to France and London and, you know, Amsterdam and uh, shot down at Turks and Caicos to watch my uh, my sister marry a former teammate in Kasim Edibali, which I call him Kasim Jordan. You know, I, I welcome him <laughs> into the family. I'm like, hey, it's only right that you take our last name, you know? <laughs> Um, but no, as far as traveling goes, I've, I've tried to, you know, knock off at least five or six new countries this year. Um, and then if we talk about the sweltering heat, uh, you know, I, I reside in Arizona. So, um, when it comes to, you know, training, that's where I'm at, uh, right before season. And, you know, in my mind, I'm always ready for, you know, a heat battle. Uh, I go out there, you know, I do a 45 to an hour, 30 minute, you know, bike ride and I got my sweats on and that's for my warm up. Then I go, you know, of course, hit the field, uh, get a couple laps in. And again, you know, that's just to try and exhaust myself. And then I, you know, take it one step further and try and get some sprints in. It's all about trying to prepare yourself mentally and physically for this humidity, but you can't prepare for humidity as we all know. Yeah, I mean, come on. You 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 practice in Arizona. That's a dry heat. You come to New Orleans, it's that sweltering, suffocating heat. And you guys have had it nice for a couple of years up in the Greenbrier with your feet kicked up and a cool breeze blowing. And now you're back in the heat of Metairie and uh, get ready to sweat. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like to say in West Virginia, it was it was at least taking the humidity out of it allowed us probably to accomplish way more work. Um, when you talk about, you know, adding this humidity, uh, you know, for, for coaches, for the fans, uh, it's all about, you know, this, this mental edge. You know, the, the guys that came out of, uh, you know, back in the day when they used to go to Mississippi or, and, you know, you know uh, almost fall out from, you know, the humidity and the heat combination. That's what, you know, that's what it's, it's all about is that mental edge, I guess. You know, for me, it's all about that work. As long as we can get better as a team, as long as we can unify, uh, before, hopefully before the preseason game, if not during preseason, um, then that's what it's about. As long as game one comes through and we're as sharp and physically ready as possible, then I'm all for it. We're talking with Cam Jordan of your uh, New Orleans Saints. Let's talk a couple football questions. Uh, what did you see out of Adrian Peterson, albeit in OTAs? He looked good. I mean, a lot of people were saying he looked like him old, his old self in good shape. 
You think Adrian Peterson could have a big big year this year for you guys? Man, I, honestly, you know, you can't – when we're talking about Adrian Peterson being added to the team, you're just like, hey, um, you know, it, it's great that we have somebody who's already uh, one of the greatest at their position coming through. But at the same time, you look at, you look at our roster and we've got, you know, Mark Ingram, who's not only a proven back, he's one of these guys that, that had his most productive years last year. And he, you know, led the, led the league and, you know, what is it, what is it, he was top – Tops in the league in breaking tackles. He was tops in the league in yards after contact. Um, this is a you know Mark is one of those guys that has made himself uh, better every year. We look forward to the tandem of Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, Major Peterson. However you want to put their names, I just wouldn't count either one of them out to be a monster this year. Yeah, we talked and we talked with Alvin Kamara last week, and he's excited for his role to step in there. And it's I mean it's a loaded backfield with those three guys. It's going to be uh, fun to watch how. Uh, Coach Payton utilizes all three of them. Talking with uh, Cam Jordan, uh, a big blow last year is you guys were missing one of your uh, good pass rushers, good defensive players in Kakaha with the uh, ACL injury. Have you talked with him? Does he seem to be back 100% ready to go? Oh, no doubt. Of course I've talked to him. You know, I like to uh, talk to all my D-linemen. Um, I like to keep, make sure uh, that everybody's good and everybody's ready. Um, his, he's mentally ready as far as uh, as far as physically. I can't wait till he gets on the field and takes, takes back that action. Um, he showed so much potential that first year, and then for his second year to be sort of taken away the way it was, that sort of hurt. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, coming back his third year, he's only going to be stronger. He's only going to be more mentally prepared. And, you know, we all, we've all we also added, you know, the likes of Alex Okafor. We also have Obum Guacho. Um, in terms of edge rushers, we've added, uh, you know, our two rookies as well. Um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be an intense, exciting uh, preseason for sure. A uh, tough break for a guy like Nick Fairley. Had a really good year for you guys last year. Very sad to hear about the heart condition. Will not play and may not play football again. But uh, good that they were able to recognize it and you know that he could at least address it and still be able to live a, a healthy life from here. But a, a tough loss for you guys. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, with the damage that you know Nick did in the backfield last year. It was just a blast having, you know, somebody who got drafted in the same draft class, somebody who I've, you know, been known for six years now um, to have last year was just awesome. Um, and for him, you know, for that to be taken away from him, um, at, one, at one side you want to say, you know, I wish he could come back as the second time, uh, or the, as the second part is, you know, it's all for the better health. I mean, um, what he's done in football, you know, can't be taken away from him at the end of the day. Uh, his health is up and foremost. I mean, he's he's a uh, he's a phenomenal football player. He's a great teammate, and you can only hope that you know, as far as health concerns go, he gets back to a comfortable place where he's 100. percent I mean, he's gone through a lot, um, and we can only put it put my heart out, you know, and make sure I can be there for him in whatever aspect he wants me to be there for. You know, who who is somebody uh, somebody we haven't talked about yet that really impressed you so far this offseason, whether it's a rookie or a veteran, or somebody in OTAs, who is somebody that we really need to watch out for this season? Somebody who, you know, hasn't been highlighted enough, and yet every time I, I talk about, you know, defense and interior pass rush, I'm always talking about him. So maybe, you know, for you guys, in my mind, he hasn't been highlighted enough. Uh, Sheldon Rankins is a complete pro in year, you know, two. By year one, he was doing everything it took me three years to do, you know, as far as mental process, as far as, you know, being physically ready, being physically able. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No By the end of last year, I was more impressed with him uh, as an interior rush, you know, than uh, some, some guys I've seen across the league, you know, in terms of what he's done, in terms of what he knows he can do. He's just one of those guys who's so self sure and so self-confident and pushes himself. Um, he, he doesn't need any motivation. He doesn't need any, anybody telling him, you know, what he, what, what he needs to do to accomplish, you know, great things. He already has that in his mindset. Um, and for him to sort of miss that first half of the season, you expect like a, a learning curve. He came in and just jumped in a rotation, and that's what, you know, what makes him stand out in my mind. And then for him to work out the way he does, for him to come into this camp, I'm so super excited for that year one to year two leap. You know, um, this is where we're going to progress to make him evolve into an even better player. Just a couple more for you here, talking with Cameron Jordan, uh, defensive end for your New Orleans Saints. I didn't realize you already have 46 and a half career sacks. You're already eighth all time in sacks in the Saints history. Uh, you passed up guys like Jim Wilkes, Ronaldo Turnbull. You got Leroy Glover, Joe Johnson are just ahead of you. Another good year from you, man. You, you could be top five all-time in Saints history in sacks already. Huh. You know, nobody looks at that. At the end of the day, I've got, uh, in my mind, I've got this year to accomplish. I've got, uh, I've got to better my, my sack mark. I've got to uh, better my pressure marks. I've got to uh, get more TFLs this year. And then at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is getting a Super Bowl. Uh, where I list at the at the sack, uh, where where I rate at the sack list right now means nothing to me as long as we get these wins and pull out this Super Bowl. Yeah, and ultimately that's what it means. If Cam Jordan's having a big year and getting a lot of sacks, it means the Saints are probably winning some games. So it's all it all equals uh, success for the team. Uh, one more for you, Cam. Uh, what's going to be different this year? Dennis Allen taking things over. How will this defense be improved this season? Um, you know, this is the second year. This is the second year in full full helm of uh, the defense and honestly you know a little bit more com- comfortability uh we also have you know the, just the natural progression of guys like von bell who's you know who's a rookie last year uh kenny vaccaro who's heading to his fifth year um you know you've got a solid db core where hopefully uh we'll become the strength of our defense in delvin bro and, uh, and this young kid marshawn Lattimore. but not to forget we have sterling moore as well uh who showed up strong late in last season and we just hope we're building off of that if that can happen again we're going to go from uh whatever we were in the league you know bottom half of the league in defense last year to top half as far as you know our linebacker core we brought in aj klein manti teo uh you know steph uh, is turning into his third year um and there's just so many more positives in my mind that we have so much potential to be great we just have to live up to that potential Cam, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate appreciate you uh, jumping on with us this morning, and uh, thanks so much. We really be- wish the best of luck to you this season. And uh, you-, you mentioned Manti Teo. Did you meet his girlfriend yet? <laughs> oh, not answering that. One. <laughs> All right, I won't put you on the spot. <laughs> thanks, Cam. We-, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, thanks for having me on. Okay, bud. Have a good have a good uh, morning and uh, a good week. As they'll be reporting to camp this week. Good stuff there from uh, from Cam Jordan. Chris Gordy now, Duncan Holder next at 10 on Sports 1280, New Orleans.
All right, welcome back into the Chris Gordy Show. We're back live, Michael. We are on the air. Oh, my God. I think they had some uh, transmitter issues. And... So I have to put my clothes back on now? When we were yeah, only on the stream, I decided to do it all in the nude. Yeah, we were only on the stream for a little bit of this morning, but uh, seems like we got all that fixed now. We're on live and local. Uh, in case you missed that last segment, we replayed the uh, interview we had with Cam Jordan from a couple weeks ago just because we were we were on air, but or we were on, but I think we were only on the stream, and so figured we would uh, at least cater to that audience by replaying and, a little yeah, bit of that and, interview. We were recording another interview. So, uh, if you missed it earlier, we had Michael Papirski on from the LSU baseball team that just went to Omaha a couple weeks ago. We'll... Uh, well, actually, we'll, we may replay that interview a little bit later in the week for those of you who missed that one. But tomorrow on the show, confirmed, we will have Lance Moore on the show, the former Saints wide receiver. He's doing some media stuff now, so he will be on the show tomorrow. Guaranteed. Talk locked to Lance. In. He is locked in. Yep. He, is, he will be on tomorrow because we had those issues. Remember, I think the first week of the show, the first episode of the show, we were supposed to have Lance on and... He had a buddy passed away, and it was just a bunch of stuff, you know, didn't go right. So, but we have reset, and Lance is going to join us every week of the uh, of the NFL season right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans, the Chris Gordy Show. All right, there is some big news coming out of the Saints camp what? this morning, and I find this intriguing, to say the least. This is uh, Nick Underhill's reporting this on Twitter. The Saints are reportedly shopping cornerback Delvin Bro. Hmm. Delvin Bro, who according to what, Pro Football Focus, I think uh, last year graded out as one of the Saints' best corners. I think one of the best corners in the in the NFL. Delvin Bro did. What's been the biggest problem with Delvin Bro in his career? It has been injuries. He has been nagged and nagged by injuries. While Nick Underhill says the sh- the Saints are reportedly shopping Delvin Bro per source, they are frustrated with his injury history over the last three years. Okay, that makes sense. Here's the problem. Who else wants to deal with those injury issues? Like, well, what, his what contract tra- situation is very friendly, though, correct? Yeah. You might be able to get something. Yeah, he doesn't make a whole lot, but the problem is, I mean, he's been dinged up this training camp. I mean, how you can't ask somebody to trade. Well, he's going to go into, give you, he's going to go into free agency after the year, correct? Or I think, I think maybe restricted free agency. He's... You, you, if you can get a third or fourth round pick for him, you got to do it, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, with the history, like you mentioned, there's if you can get something out of him, do it. Like, what's the point of keeping him? I know he's good when he's on the field, and you have issues, but you drafted somebody that you expect to play. Well, that's the other thing too. You haven't. Lattimore hasn't even played. I mean, yeah. if, if Lattimore was playing and, and everything was great, I'd say okay. But Lattimore hasn't even been out there for two weeks. He's been. He was out there on the side yesterday at practice. Working with the trainers with that knee injury still uh, hampering him, so I don't know. This is just an odd, an odd deal, saying that you want to trade Delvin Bro, who it's been, you know, at least last year and probably the year before, your best cover corner. And yeah, he's been plagued by injuries, but saying you want to get rid of him, trade him, just doesn't make any sense. I just think it's about getting value out of him because if he hits restricted free agency, what are the, what are the odds that a team even? Signs him to anything, and then you could just let him walk and get some kind of compensation. You know, go ahead and get the compensation now, especially with the apparently the floodgates have been opened on trades after the weekend in the NFL. 
Yeah, we exactly. Yeah, who who are the big mo- big ones on the move? Sammy Watkins, uh, Sammy Watkins to the, went Rams to the Rams for what a third round pick. Yeah, and then uh, the Philadelphia Eagles turned around and traded uh, Jordan Matthews to the Buffalo to the Bills. Bills to replace yeah. Sammy Watkins. And, but, and in Jordan Matthews' first practice, fractured his sternum. Oh, did he really? Yep. I missed that. Yep, he's, wow. week, he's on a week-to-week basis now. Yeah, Delvin Bro is making 600k this year, and he is a restricted free agent for next year. So you would have the right to. Uh, at least match any offer that anyone gave him, but you, you probably wouldn't. If anybody gave him something, you'd say, "Okay, take him. We'll take the compensation." That's why, but it's unlikely that anybody's going to do that. So you go trade him now and get some kind of compensation now. I, I can get it from the standpoint of getting value back because it's not a player you're keeping long term. But again, I understand that from the aspect of getting value back. But what about having starting corners? I mean. <laughs> Like they, they they must like their guys that they have other than him. They, they trust him enough. Ken Crawley can Crawley look mistake. Ken Crawley looked good in camp and then he got burned like a mother the other night in the Browns game. Um Damian Swan has looked terrible. I mean, it, a lot of these guys have just not looked good. And and we haven't seen Marshawn Lattimore in the field. So I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. It's gonna uh, look like a same old uh you know, Saints team that we've seen in the past. P.J. Williams has looked good. I'm fine with him as long as he's healthy, but I got to know Lattimore is healthy and ready to go week one. If I can be guaranteed Lattimore is healthy and ready to go and he's going to last the whole season and you have Lattimore and P.J. Williams as your two corners, okay. But this just seems really odd. And, then, and so what happens if nothing comes of this, if nobody wants to trade for him? Then he now plays you, for you for the year. Now you, you, you deal with it. Right, but, but but then you've got an unhappy Delvin Bro because you've been floating his name out there in, in trade rumors. Suck it up. That that's If he's unhappy with it, suck it up. Go play football because guess what? You're going to be a restricted free agent. Oh, here we go. Josh Katzenstein uh, of NOLA.com just tweeting out, Marshawn Lattimore is back today. There you go. So he is back at practice, so that's good. Yeah, it's something we've all wanted to see. So... Cross your fingers, New Orleans. I mean, hope that none of these guys get hurt, but uh, Lattimore and I guess P.J. Williams will be your two corners and Delvin Bro being floated around in potential trade talks. Oh, another good news from Katzenstein, Trey Hendrickson is back at practice. He's been out for God knows how long the uh, defensive end that they drafted. So starting to get a little healthy now, starting to see the, the young rookies out at training camp. Health is nice. Getting players back out on the field, always nice. And you still got this whole week to, you know, you're going to go out to California. You're going to, um, going to have the joint practices against the Chargers, and so it's amazing. Players start coming back to practice the week of going to California. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Max Unger is in helmet and pads going through stretching this morning. So Ooh. another good sign. Ooh. So it is. It is all sunshine and roses so far over in Saints camp. My nips are getting hard, Gordy. Now all we need is somebody to give a first-round pick for Delvin Bro, and we'll be rolling. Oh, my nips will get really hard then. <laughs> all right, it's, eight, it's 9.30 here on uh, Sports 1280. We'll take a quick break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We'll come back. We'll continue to dissect this news as uh, Saints reportedly are shopping Delvin Bro. We'll uh, touch more on that right after this. This is the Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Learn what our insiders know about your home teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. All right, welcome back into the show. Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Man, we've had a uh, loaded morning of storylines. Stuff from over the weekend, LSU, Saints-related news. A lot of stuff to get into and dissect. Hey, LeBron James even said he's going to be a Pelican. No, I'm kidding. Come on. I'm just kidding. I'm just Don't throwing. Me. I'm just trying to throw things out there to see if people think it's real. Wow. What That's is real is Delvin Bro. Saints are reportedly shopping him. Pretty interesting, uh, to say the least. Nick Underhill of the Advocate reporting the Saints are shopping cornerback Delvin Bro. Bro was. Good when he was on the field in 2015. He was limited to just six games last year due to injury and has already missed two weeks during training camp. This year, Underhill reports the Saints are frustrated with the amount of time he has spent on the sidelines, and that is why they are looking to move him. He is a starting caliber corner when he's healthy. Teams should be interested in Bro if the price is right. So what would you say, Michael, if you had to guess a price for Delvin Bro if, uh, if you're another team? Fourth, fifth-round pick? Okay. I think I'd go in. I think I'd go in and offer in fifth. I'd be willing to go fourth, just because of the injury history, and they they know that this guy's going to free. That's why they're dumping him. The problem is they've just they've missed on so many draft picks. It's like whoever they whoever they take with that pick pref- isn't going to be yeah. Delvin Bro. I mean, I would prefer yeah. them to not just go ahead and roll with it and have him on the roster for the season because there's no problem with having a guy who's actually good when he's on the field. Exactly. On the team. And with Marshawn Lattimore with the with the, the knee injury already and the hamstring concerns coming out of college. Doing anything to make your team worse despite the future value for it right now with Drew Brees at this stage of his career is stupid. If this, to be honest with you, it's just not, it doesn't make good. This is go for it stage. We heard Cam Jordan when we re-ran that. He said like, it's, it's go for it. You got to go for it now. Yeah. This is Drew's... Who knows how many years left? And let's be real. If this team has to lean on Damian Swan at any point this season to play corner, they're screwed. Yeah. Swan has not been good. Ken Crawley, like I said, he's been a he's been a stud at training camp, but in that game the other night against Cleveland, in actual game time, he looked terrible. In all likelihood, even if the defense improves this year, you're still not relying upon the defense to win games, right? No, but you absolutely need them to get to a be stop com- late, and yeah. that's something they could not do last they year. They need to be I confident. Mean, even when Drew Brees went down in, in the two-minute offense and, and scored to take the lead, the defense would give it right back. I mean, it was like... It's like, oh, we left too much time, damn it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You left 30 seconds left on the clock. Too much time. Like, sorry. You need a defense that can at least get a stop when it counts most. And I don't know, man. It's they could t- I mean, at camp yesterday, they're continuing to, to rotate this linebacker core and move guys around. A.J. Clyde, Manti Teo, um, Craig Robertson. I mean... Have we spotted his girlfriend yet? No. Oh, okay. But but what it tells me is that 
it's one of two things. Either that these guys are, are all just really good and they can all play multiple positions or they're all just subpar and <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. find and I you can't, can't find like nobody's solidifying themselves as one position. Like, like yeah, I can't, I can't figure out who I'm going to play out here. So I'm just going to keep rotating this thing till something sticks. And that's and that's, I hope it's not that. I mean, that's what it feels like. But I'm with uh, you. That said, I, I thought the linebackers played decently the other night, but it, it was it was the Browns. You know, when we talk about the rankings for defenses every year. At the end of the year, you think the Saints are where, Gordy, in, in the defensive rankings when it comes to points per game given up this season. What would your the, guess be? This season? Yes. And points per game? Yeah. That's typically what we grade these things yeah, by. I mean, the, I think the Texans were the number yard, one defense you, in football last year yeah, with like yards, 19 points a game. Yards allowed, points allowed, whatever. You want? I'd want them to be middle of the pack. If they could just be, if they could be 15th or 16th, I would take that. They've been way below that, though. It has been way below that. Typically, it's. See, I'm looking at it now. Houston gave up the fewest yards last last year. They gave up 4,800 yards total to opponents. Uh, yeah, but think per, about it. they also played Jacksonville twice, yeah. Tennessee twice. Actually, New England was the points per game leader, 15.6. That's that's way low. Their defense played really well down the stretch yeah, last year. 28.4. Only San Francisco was worse. And we all Crazy. know if you're looking at this, Atlanta got the Super Bowl giving up 25.4. Yeah, but that's but, just because I mean Matt Ryan had a phenomenal man, year last year. South just dominates the bottom of this chart. Carolina was 26. They were giving up 25 a game. Like it's going to happen when you let Josh Norman. Go. But you look at these, you look at these teams down here towards the bottom, and you know the the Saints are as talented as or, or more talented than most of these teams that are from 20 and lower. You get in if you could somehow crack the the top twenty on points given up per game. That should be a play. You have enough offense. You should be a playoff team again. Yeah. Simple as that. All right. Well, uh, I'll give you the phone number if you guys want to get in here. We'd like to hear your thoughts on potentially trading Delvin Bro. Is it a good idea or is it stupid? Five zero four two six zero twelve eighty two six zero twelve eighty. Um. Again, my, my and I think you agree with me on this. Keep him. Absolutely, Keep, there's I, I no think, there's no harm. It, yeah, it sucks that he's dealt with injuries all his all his career, but you, you can't. There's no there's little value in that to other teams. Right. If you throw on a guy, look when he's healthy, he's tremendous. But he hasn't been healthy. And that's a tough sell to teams to give up assets for. And here's the thing: if he hits a big year where he can stay on the field most of the year and goes into free agency off of a really good year where he, let's just throw it, he plays 13 games and is really, really good. And then he goes to free agency as a restricted free agent, and somebody will give him something big, and then you can just let him walk and you get that value. Again, I just I lean towards you cannot be giving away players that are cheap in a spot that if he's playing with the team um, – you know, if he's playing with you on the field most of the year, it makes you better. You're not getting better giving him away. With the Drew situation being like I continue, like I continue to say that we don't know how many years left are on his career. You can't make your team worse, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Here were just a, a few other thoughts from Saints camp over the weekend. Michael Thomas had his best day of practice yesterday. His first standout moment came during one on ones when he froze Damian Swan in the line of scrimmage with a juke and got wide open on a slant. Uh, he also juke Von Bell on he the sidelines. Yep, I love the juke button. Took uh, took it in for a score on Von Bell. Linebacker AJ Klein continues to show his ability in coverage. He had a breakup on a pass intended for Josh Hill near the sidelines. 
bad moments. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but Drew Brees was not happy late in practice. He threw his helmet down and yelled out in frustration after someone messed up a protection. Better to make those mistakes. Did somebody during. hit him? Did he, get, did he get popped? No. Okay, good. Uh, but, but this is pretty interesting. Sean Payton was asked about it. Everybody thought it was the high snaps because it was another high snap oh, from right. Josh, hey, yeah. high snaps from Josh, Josh Laribius, and he has been terrible at center. Yeah, shorter quarterbacks and high snaps, not a good combo. Laribius has just been so inconsistent with the snaps. So everybody thought, okay, near the goal line. How do you get that far into your career? A high snap, Drew, Drew was pissed, but Sean Payton said that it wasn't because of the high snap. Yeah, that wasn't the reason he was frustrated, but um, uh, listen, that's his competitive nature. You know, we, we missed a protection assignment. It's happened a couple times, and, and uh, so it wasn't really about the height of the snap as much as it was about you're going to turn one guy loose, and, and it's really knowing which guy you want to turn loose. Yeah, so he's saying it was uh, you know somebody who's coming loose or whatever. I think Drew Brees is fed up with the high snaps, personally. I would be a little fed up with him. Hey, look, again, you get that far into the NFL, and even if you're going to be a backup, like if you can't make – a shotgun snap? How have you gotten this far? And I know, like it gets mental for some guys after a while, like it does in any sport, and become you get the yips and all that. And still, it just blows my mind. I, I just don't know how they don't have a better option at this point. Let's uh, let's get a call in here before we grab our uh, before we grab our last break. Cordell, welcome in, Cordell. Hey, how y'all doing this morning? Yo, what's going on, man? I'm good, man. Hey, man. They have to be crazy to let Delvin Broke go. I mean, I mean, absolutely crazy. I can understand if they had, if they were able to pull off the trade with Malcolm Butler, and then you know they drafted and they still drafted Lattimore, and then they, you know you got DJ and, uh, and and the other young kids are crawling and Harris. But to trade to to want to get rid of Delvin Bro right now, they have to be losing their ever loving mind, man. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> That's just absolutely crazy. And the, and the thing is, Cordell, the reasoning that they give, they're frustrated with the injuries. Well, yeah, I mean, but but why are other teams going to be interested in a guy who's often injured? You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. And and and, and what about all? Of, they, what about the rest of those uh, bombs that uh, at the at, at cornerback? They all hurt too. You know, once <laughs> you get rid of them, get rid of get rid of them before you get rid of bro. Come on, man, that's dumb. I got you. Thanks for the call, Cordell. Appreciate it, man. All right. Uh, don't be a stranger. 504-260-1280 if you want to get in. Again, the big story of the morning, uh, Nick Underhill of the uh, Baton Rouge Advocate reporting the Saints are reportedly shopping Delvin Bro. Shopping Delvin Bro. It's pretty uh, – I don't – again, he's making 600000 this year. He's restricted free agent next year. I think this is the constant battle, though, like that we as fans – have comparing, you know, it, seeing what the front office does. Like they're they're looking at it. And it's it's the, as the, it's the analytics movement moving into football to an extent. Like what we've seen in basketball and really in baseball over the years. Yeah, there's teams that look so much more to the future and getting value out of things than the current situation. But I think for this football team right now, considering what he means if he's on the field and the issues that they've had with the defensive back groups, it's stupid to even consider it. Let's get Randy in here. Randy, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? What you got? Listen, Delvin Brew is horrible. They need to <laughs> let him go. He does nothing more than hold receivers while the ball is in the air. He reminds me a lot of Brandon Browner. I mean, 600000 bucks 
that that's nothing. They might as well just cut the guy and let one of these young kids get in and do something. We tend to favor hometown guys. And I understand, you know, we no root for the home hometown guy. But this guy hasn't even been productive. He's never on the field, he, and he, he gets a lot of penalties. So what good is he to us? Now, I will say, he has had the penalties, uh, Randy, but he, you know, the, those pro football focus guys and those advanced stat guys, yeah, since it, 2015, he's been one of the better, more productive cornerbacks when he's out there starting and he's healthy. And don't compare him to Brandon Browner. Brandon Browner was an absolute disaster, a catastrophe, one of the worst cornerbacks this team has ever seen since the days of Fred Fred Thomas. But um, when he's healthy, Delvin Bro's been pretty good. But I do agree with you from the aspect of we do like to protect our own. When it's a New Orleans kid, we like to we like to root for him, and we don't want to see him go. But you said a mouthful when he's healthy, right? So, I mean, let, let's let's move on from that situation. The guy is very – he's never really healthy. And he does he does get a lot of penalties. So, you know, we kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. <laughs> I say give somebody else a chance and, you know, let the ultimate guy, who was another local guy, you want to just take a chance on him even. I got you. Thanks for the call, uh, Randy. Appreciate it. Um, and not to, yeah. not to poo-poo on your thing, Gordy, with the pro football focus thing, but – I think you have to take their rating system and these things that they talk about with a, with a grain of salt. It's so freaking I like. 20, I don't think there's any way to actually put a physical number on a player's performance in a game of football. 2015, Delvin Bro was a top ten cornerback for the season according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's it's a it's a subjective viewpoint. It's based off of these stupid you know numbers that they put together like how can you put together like to me it's just a sport that cannot be completely graded based off of some kind of stat evaluation system that's subjective baseball you can do it basketball you can do it because the numbers do not lie in those sports yeah uh this was even coming into this this season they said cornerback delvin broke came back down to earth in his second nfl season he missed 10 games to injury and struggled when he was on the field for his career Bro's allowed 12 touchdowns and a passer rating of 98.1 when targeted. So, obviously, last year, uh, being out half the year, but when he did play, he was not as productive as he was in 2015. But, um, again, you know, I got to see something from Marshawn Lattimore. This dude's got to come out and play better and, and tell me he's healthy. Let me see him in a game. Let me see him against the Chargers this Sunday night. Play your ass off, Marshawn Lattimore. If, if he and P.J. Williams both do that, then I'll feel a little bit better I, about moving. I think bro. we're setting ourselves up to to hate him because the expectation that he's going to be this savior and this unbelievable player year one as a cornerback in this league, it's such a tough transition. But it it happens. I, no, I understand I mean, that it happens. But there is the the odds of him being as great as we expect immediately are worse than the odds of him being bad his first look, year. You get average. you get beat every now and then. It's fine. I can live with that. But you're the eleventh overall pick. You better play like it. Show it's me some science. That, it's not a position. Show that's me some that tip easy. balls. Show me some interceptions. Show me some production in year one that, that gives us hope. All right, it's the Chris Gordy Show. Take our last time out of the morning. We'll come back. Final segment coming up next. Stay right there. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. We'll trade Delvin Bro and we'll get a six round pick. The Saints. Are calling the Saints. <laughs> are calling the calling. other teams. Shopping Delvin Bro. Welcome back into the Chris Gordy Show. Final segment. Duncan Holder coming up next. They're live over at Saints training camp, so they will have a uh, full report from there. 
Again, some good news from over there this morning. Marshawn Lattimore reportedly back on the field. Max Unger actually doing some stretching with his pads and helmet on. So that's Whoa. a good. That is a good sign because look, Drew Brees. We heard about it yesterday. He's about fed up to here with the high snaps. And give me my damn center back. Get get healthy, Max Unger. So uh, that that's a good sign. I mean, this sounds like we're setting up for Unger being ready for Week One, and that is a really really good sign. And, and remember, I mean. He get he get an extra day. I mean, Saints open on Monday Night Football in up in Minnesota, so you know, extra yeah. days matter. No, it's going to be. Look, it sucks he, that he they've got out there. It sucks they've got three more preseason games, though. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm done with the preseason uh, already. One I don't game even I'm need. To, I don't even need to see Max Unger on the field. To be honest with you, I I don't need to see many of these veterans out there. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need it. I just need them to be healthy and ready to go come week one. Um. Again, if you want to get in, 260-1280, 260-1280 is the number. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts on the Saints reportedly shopping Delvin Bro. Do you think it's a good move, or do you think it's a mistake to shop the guy that, look, when he's healthy, he's played well. And you know, two years ago, like I said, according to the advanced numbers, Pro Football Focus named him a top-10 cornerback. Last year he was out half the year, missed a lot of time with injuries. When he was out there, he had some penalties and things like that, but... When you talk about Marshawn Lattimore, the guy you spent your 11th overall pick on, he's already, you know, he's had hamstring concerns in college and now a knee injury that's kept him out the past two weeks. And reportedly, he's going through individual drills this morning, so that's a good sign. Uh, PJ Williams, you feel pretty good about. It. He started to come on towards the end of last year, but behind that, Ken Crawley's been, you know, inconsistent. Damian Swan has been terrible. Uh, Devontae Harris is, you know, I like him. He's a young guy, but I still think he's. You know, a couple years away, he still needs to be groomed and, and developed. But I don't know. Again, it's it's just interesting to, to hear this, the Saints would shop one of their, you know, in a position of that, that was a big need, cornerback. Why would you be shopping one of the guys who's actually decent? Yeah, that's what, again, we'll continue to get back to, is that it just doesn't make sense from that standpoint. I get it, again, from a... There's a reason why GMs in sports, and that, I, again, I keep saying, like, you see what the Cleveland Browns are doing up there, and look, there are a bad football team, but you see the way that they're going with the trades, and they're changing the way the trades are made, and look, the trades are, are becoming a thing now in the NFL. I mean, you had two happen over the weekend. How how many times does this typically happen? Not very often. I think we're going to see more and more of it. Uh, general managers are going to want to get value out of players before they let them go, let them walk in free agency or whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, I get it from that standpoint. But, again, with the window that you have and the opportunity that you have, you know, the the division, it could be – I mean, I, I think it's going to be one of the best in the league. But you could – I could see every scenario where you can win it. Like, it sounds nuts at times to, to think that you're going to be absolutely better than the team that just went to the Super Bowl and an up-and-coming up team in Tampa Bay. And who knows if Carolina bounces back. But offensively, you have as much talent basically as anybody else. I mean, Atlanta can – you know, their wide receiving course better because you got Julio Jones. And Matt Ryan was the MVP last year. But you can hang with anybody offensively. You need the defense to be competent. It's as simple right. as that. Let's get to a few other tidbits here uh, that we didn't get to this morning. Mike Torico is reportedly going to handle play-by-play for NBC's Notre Dame football coverage. Chris Sims is joining NBC Sports as the Notre Dame studio oh, studio analyst. Oh, dear Lord. He'll be a studio, Chris Sims. studio analyst. Do you, but who watches Notre Dame football? 
Do you watch? I never watch Notre Dame football. Yeah, I mean, if unless they're playing somebody really good, but if it's Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. Purdue, Notre Dame, USC, Notre Dame, maybe Notre Dame Navy. But I mean, what happens if Notre Dame comes out and sucks this year? Guess what? You're not going to do uh, watch mean, any of their games. You mean sucks again? Yeah, Brian yeah. Kelly's going to be fired. Yeah, he's a he seems like a real peach. And we'll be talking about Dave Aranda, new head coach Stop for it. Notre Dame. Stop it. Uh, one other tidbit as we're crapping on a uh, LSU, um, at least from the perspective of Lindsey Scott announcing this morning he is transferring another quarterback transferring out of LSU Ross Dellinger of the Baton Rouge Advocate just putting putting this out there quarterbacks transferring is common across college football but over the last decade at LSU it is something incredible from signing classes 2005 to 2016 again that was the Les Miles era through now under Ed Ogeron LSU signed 12 quarterbacks I'm sorry. They brought in 12 in the signing classes. Quarterbacks signed were 18. LSU signed 18 quarterbacks from 2005 to 2016. How many completed their career at LSU? Two. Three. Oh, wow. Jordan Jefferson. (laughs) Three. Zach Mettenberger and Jared Lee. 13 were either dismissed, departed, or switched positions. And eight did not play a down or attempt a pass at LSU. Nuts. You have My that many. God. It just goes back to how bad the offenses were. Let's see how many so. I can name. Okay, Lindsey Scott transfers. Brandon Scott transfers. Anthony Jennings transferred. Um, gosh, uh, Stephen Rivers transferred. Um, <laughs> Philip Philip Rivers' little little brother, by the way. Um, God, I mean, I'd have to I'd have to go back and 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 Where write, write down the names. Go, end up going Vanderbilt Bandy. and he played. That's right, that's right. Man, oh. It's just, and look, it's good news because Miles Brennan has basically solidified himself as the number two guy there. But man, all right, before we get out of here, uh, oh, Tobias chimes in on Twitter. He says Crawley showed a lot of heart last season, being forced into a starting lineup. I like him a lot. No, look, I've liked him a lot through training camp. I've I've liked what I've seen uh, last weekend when I was out there. Ken Crawley had a hell of a day at training camp, but he didn't look good against the Browns. Maybe I need to go back and watch that game from the other night, but he did not no, look good. No, don't. It was a bad game. He had the pass breakup in the end zone at the goal line, but prior to yeah. that, two pass interference calls. You just got to avoid Brock Osweiler in your life as much as possible. Basically. All right, that's going to do it for us. Larry and Jeff are up next. Duncan Holder. At Saints Training Camp. At Saints Training Camp. Tomorrow on the show, you do not want to miss it. We're going to get a live report from Saints Training Camp. We're also going to talk with Lance Moore. On the show tomorrow, Lance Moore. Do not miss it tomorrow on the Chris Gordy Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.